Special guest Rick McCracken gives us an exclusive you do not want to miss next on your Cardano Update. Hello everyone, today is Saturday, November 7th, 2020. I'm James Kiever with United Stakes of Cardano and we'd like to welcome you to another episode, a very special episode with DigiStake Pool operator Rick McCracken. He is a lightning rod of controversy these days within the Cardano community, host of the Cardano Effect, stake pool operator of three stake pools, the Digi 1, 2, and 3 pools, ladies and gentlemen, Rick McCracken. Hi James, thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Now, Rick, you've taken heat on several topics here of late, and I'd like to touch on as many of them as I can. First, the 0% stake pools. Are they sustainable over the long term? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it's just my opinion. That's all that is. Uh, I just I don't think it's long-term sustainable because it's not going to draw the um, most lucrative players in. However, I think the existing stake pool operators we have right now would do very well to become the big players. So that's what I look forward to. And I think if the price of ADA rises, let's say for example, you know, you got 340 ADA operating cost up front. And if the price of ADA rises, let's say it rose to 50 cents, for example, and the base operating cost stayed at 340 ADA, you know, you're looking at, what is that? $170 per every five days. Mm -hmm. That's actually sustainable uh, for quite some period of time. Like, is it lucrative? Maybe not, but it is sustainable if the price of ADA goes up and that fee were to stay the same. So I kind of look at the big picture. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. prices, it's not sustainable, but long term, uh, it depends on what the price of ADA is. Okay, bigger picture here. What about all the heat these small pools are taking for going to, you know, 0% to try and allure uh, delegates? Do you think that that heat is fair? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it would be called fair. Uh, I mean, everyone has a different definition of what fair is. But as a marketing technique, I mean, it's fair. It's an open market. So it's fair for them to do it. And then is it fair for other people to say, hey, this is going to be have a negative impact on the market? That is also fair, right? So differing opinions are okay. Um, we'll find the right place. We'll We'll get to the right place eventually. So... Uh, so in the big picture, long term things, the people who use zero percent now to draw in delegators, you know, there's a limited amount of ADA, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to draw that ADA from somewhere, from pools that charge a percentage, and then it will migrate to pools that charge zero percent. Then those pools will eventually increase. That's usually the plan, not always, but they'll increase it to something, maybe 0.9 percent, maybe you know, 1.9%, some higher number, uh, then the cycle will repeat itself. You know, a year from now, there will be other new players and will say, well, I want to get into that market. How do I compete? Well, they will start up a pool at 0%. And the current people at zero who eventually raise their price in three months or six months, you know, they're currently at 0%. Uh, they will be at one or two or three or 4% a year from now. Uh, and the new players will show up at 0%, and then they will have to deal with that market, you know, big picture, long term. And, so and the assumption yeah, being, it's though, market, so it's fair, yeah. The I assumption mean, being that they are definitely going to raise their prices and um, really just don't know if they're going to do that or not. Some might say that your beef is just because you're nervous you might be losing influence with to some of these smaller pools. What do you have to say? 
No, no, that's I don't have a beef with that. Uh, the way proof of stake works is, you know, you can't buy more miners. You can't purchase more processing power. The only thing you can do is uh, create a market to attract more stake. Um, so if someone out there, I mean, I look at other people's ideas. A lot of people have good ideas on how to attract more stake. They do very clever and interesting things. And then you just kind of learn from that and then adapt to the market. So um, I don't see it as like a threat. I see it as a learning opportunity, I guess, is a better way of putting it. Um, sometimes, it, you know, tempers come to a head. It's going to happen. That's how markets are. You know, just well, it's a learning process. Sure. And, and while we're on it, I mean, what do, you, what do you think the rub is with people in the community over you running three stake pools? I mean, really, what, what's the issue here? Uh, well, I, I mean, you'd probably have to ask them. Each person is different um, to see what exactly do they have an issue. Mostly people call it decentralization. Um, at least that's the label that I hear attached to it is you're centralizing it. But I find it kind of hard to believe that one person, well, actually three people, three people on my team operating three pools that provided the amount of pledge that we've put into the pools over this amount of time. I find that relatively, you know, a, a weak argument to say that um, I can't run three pools. For one, the protocol allows it. Uh, for number two, I'm following good marketing practices. I do market analysis. I, I talk to people. I engage with people. We have conversations. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess, uh, the, you know, the people that don't like it, they would have to speak for themselves. I, I can't speak for them. Well, some have said that you're acting like a bully with your name recognition and influence in the space. Do they have a point or are they out of line? Well, they're perfectly in the rights to say their perspective and, you know, I'm open to feedback, uh, but it depends on the context, you know. Um, I, I've been in the space for a while. Uh, I didn't just jump on Cardano a couple months ago. Um, there's other people that have been in the space for a while and they're not as active on social media. Uh, so, I mean, again, it's kind of a difficult question to answer. Um, sure. I'm also a moderator. I've been a moderator for quite some period of time. So if people think I'm using that influence, then... I, I, don't know, I don't know. I just I put the work in. <laughs> you know, this brings us to our next topic, the ambassador program with the Cardano Foundation. There's been a lot of talk about that recently. Are, are you still an ambassador? I put it on pause, kind of. I mean, I didn't disenroll from the ambassador program. I just, you know, people often say things like, well, you're an ambassador. Why are you doing that? You're an ambassador. Why are you doing that? I said, well, OK, I'll just put it on pause for a little while and that's fine. Yeah, and, and this kind of brings up the next question. You, uh, now this was a little while back, but you withdrew your catalyst proposal for the Cardano effect. Uh, what's the story behind that? Yeah, well, that actually turned out to be a, a pretty good move. Um, so we submitted the proposal. Uh, it got a lot of heat. We took some of the feedback. Uh, we made some improvements and adjustments. Then we realized that it, for the amount of ADA that was being offered on fund two and with the amount of uh, history of good performance that the Cardano effect has, it may have looked possibly, uh, it might've looked impossible for the new uh, proposals coming up online. Um, so, you know, Philippe and I talked about it and we're, we're good business guys, you know, we're friendly community members and we realized, 
yeah, this is getting a little too heated. Let's just kind of, let's pull it back and then we'll just resubmit on fund three and uh, give it a go there. And mm -hmm. it, it actually kind of worked. It kind of calmed things down a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. the, there's, it brought the heat down a little uh, across the spectrum. Uh, think, and that way people huh. could make better progress, yeah. Well, I know firsthand what it costs to produce quality content. And I want to go on the record right here and say, you know, I think the Cardano effect is worth paying for. It was kind of um, the first in what's become a crowded and competitive field, really. So, uh, Rick, we really appreciate you coming on the show and answering our questions. You are welcome anytime. All right. Thank you, James. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, yeah, feel free to let me know and come back and we can do this again. Thank you. Perfect. Folks, that's it for us today. We do appreciate you taking time out of your day to check out our show. Please like the video and subscribe to our channel and check out United Stakes of Cardano, a premier high pledge competitive fee stake pool, ticker USA01. And finally, if you'd like to see the first time Rick McCracken came on your Cardano update, check out this link. It was a while ago, but Rick came on to discuss incentivized testnet recovery issues. And you can check that out by clicking right here. Again, thanks for tuning in. I'm James Kiever, and that's your Cardano Update.